Hello and welcome to the Nebraska Wedding Podcast. My name is Kelly LaFleur and I am your host. Thank you so much for being here. I am super excited about this podcast. I felt as a wedding videographer in Omaha, there were lots and lots of resources for couples nationally and there were a few print publications available for couples locally but I really wanted to create a space for you the couple planning their wedding to get to know who you're hiring who you're looking at and who you'll be working with on your wedding day so I'm so excited I have found the best of the best in the wedding industry in Nebraska. So the way that the podcast is going to work is I have guests on here I interview them about who they are what they do in their everyday life, and then we also talk about what they do in the wedding industry. So I give them a chance to explain why they are an expert in what they do, and also ask them questions from our listeners and ask for tips and tricks for the wedding day. So whether you're planning your wedding in Nebraska or you're planning your wedding somewhere else, I think you'll find a lot of valuable information in this podcast. So why a podcast? Well, I've realized that for myself, and I'm assuming for a lot of you, I'm not reading blog posts as much anymore. I don't necessarily have a lot of time to spend on Pinterest looking for things, and I have turned to podcasts for my content. And so I wanted to create a podcast for people planning their wedding because I know it's a super busy time of your life. So hopefully this podcast will allow you to be driving to and from work hanging out in your kitchen doing the dishes, and you can still be doing research for your wedding planning and learning about the people who you might want to work with. So without further ado, thank you guys so much for being here. We're going to get the show started, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. All right, everyone. We are here with Dana Osborne with Dana Osborne Designs. Hi, Dana. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Kelly? I am good. Good. I am pumped that you are here today. I'm excited, too. Good. 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 The inaugural podcast. That's that's some pressure. Thank you for that <laughs> You're pressure. Welcome. You have a lot of expectations I to do. live up to because the bar has not been set. Yes. So after this podcast, you will just go viral. And the first one will never, ever, ever be a blip. But yep. that's OK. Yep. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, I would love if you could introduce yourself to our listeners and just kind of give a brief pitch kind of what you would tell someone if they asked you what do you do Dana sure yeah so I own Dana Osborne design I design wedding invitations and uh, primarily custom designed wedding invitations so what I like to do is sit down with a couple understand the style they're going for on wedding day Um, you know they usually brides I may say brides a few times but I try to say couples couples have an idea of what they want that day to look like um, I want to take that idea and reflect it in their stationery, the the pieces that they send their guests, the, the first impressions that they're sending out to their guests of what their wedding day is going to be like. I believe it all needs to coordinate, all needs a consistent look, all needs to show them a sneak peek of what that day is going to be. So I sit down with them, get, get the ideas of what that day is going to be like, um, and we go from there and give them some ideas of what's in my head, um, what, what kind of print techniques they like and what we should do. Um, and then and then go from there. I love to give options to my couples of I, I know there's so many different budgets out there. Um, some people I, I get of the you know I saw this on Pinterest. I'd love to make it. Well, that's fantastic, but your your budget does not 
require what this fantastic piece of paper is. So I like to I like to give them options of what we can do. So and from there, once once invitations are out, um, wedding day stuff. That's that's when the fun stuff comes in. That can really be custom. That your guests see that day and really make the whole event spectacular. They're just they're for me. It's it's little pieces, but they they have a big impact. Awesome, fantastic. I am so excited to hear from you about what you're thinking as far as what 2019 and 2020 trends are going to be. And we're going to talk a little bit about etiquette um, and different things like that. And so before we get into all of that, I would love if you could kind of start from the very beginning. Where did your love for design come from? Um, Talk about your background your story so how how did this all get started yeah you know my love for design I have no idea I think you know being someone who's creative um, I'm very visual that's just always been my life I kind of just thought everybody was like that everyone can see that in their head right like everyone thinks that looks terrible like no no not everyone gets that and for me it's just it's just second nature to put something together that I feel can be put together and figure it out and, and make it. And so I'm a maker. I'm a creative. So um, I don't know if it's ever been started for me. It's just been ingrained in me. So, um, you know, my background, um, my college educations in advertising, marketing, communications, um, that was fantastic at the time. I knew I wanted to do design, some sort of graphic design at the time. Um, this was before, you know, someone could jump on YouTube and really teach themselves everything in the world through YouTube. So um, I, I really just taught myself design programs by just getting into it and doing it and figuring it out and asking questions. And um, so I self-taught everything um, design program-wise. I took one class in college for graphic design. Um, I found it super boring. By that time, I kind of figured all that stuff out. So I was just kind of ready for the next, like, okay, where's advanced graphic design? And that wasn't part of the curriculum. I was like, all right, well, I'll keep taking these advertising classes then. Um, So I graduated and then went, um, went to get my graduate degree. And so I have my graduate degree in marketing communications advertising. During that time, I was working for the Nebraska Athletic Department. That was super fun. Um, I was doing marketing and graphic design for them. So I was combining two of my loves, graphic design or design and sports, two of my loves just married together. Was that the dream job? It was the dream job. It was. Like I came out of college with a dream job and that was fantastic. I was on cloud nine. Um, If anyone knows the world of sports and working in sports, you're always working. (laughs) There's no time off. Um, There's weekends and nights and you're constantly, constantly working. Um, I was single. That worked out fantastic. I didn't have kids to come home to, a boyfriend or anything. I was just working. Um, It was my life and I loved it. Um, But after a while, it wore on me. it just, it just was, yeah, a lot when you start putting that much into something. Um, then I met my husband, and we started talking about future. And I looked around me, and I'm like, there's not a lot of women in the athletic department. And that's probably why, because I wanted a family eventually. Um, I, I knew I couldn't do both. So I took a different job. We moved to Omaha, took a different job at um, a specialty hospital here in Omaha. Did that for a few years. Always in the back of my head, I knew I wanted to freelance. So I uh, had first kiddo and said, this is this time to jump into freelance world. So I was working for some businesses on the side um, at, before I jumped into it and then and went full time. Uh, weddings, 
yeah, that was something I never planned on yeah. working with. It was, I wasn't, I'm not like a girly girl. I, I'm not like, oh, let's, let's talk about my wedding and plan it. And I want to get married again. Like my, my wedding was fantastic. It's great. But I don't dwell on it and like think I should have another one or, you know, whatever. So, but I had, I was doing a few wedding invitations for friends and friends of friends. And then all of a sudden friends, friends of friends. So I thought, well, let's, let's do a wedding show. Let's see what this is about. Um, I didn't want to work with Bridezilla's. So I didn't really want to go into the wedding world, but I, I kind of liked doing the design thing. So I gave it a shot. Loved it. Loved the wedding show. Loved the couples I met. Like just fell in love with weddings. And from that moment on, my business has kind of shifted from, you know, 80% businesses to 20% weddings to pretty much the other way. I do a ton of wedding invitations right now. And it's it's fun. It's everyone. It's, it's a happy occasion, right? Like everyone's happy. Like I don't sit down with a person who does not want to be there. So that's fantastic. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. I, I love what I do. I love the couples I work with. Everyone has their style and what they want and I can, and everyone's different. So that's, it's really fun. That's so cool. Yeah. I think weddings are, I feel like you either love them or you hate them. Right. Oh, and I you find out that. real fast. Yep. Oh, I, you know, I, you're probably the same way. I know so many wedding planners who are like, I want to, I'm going to plan. I did my wedding. I'm going to plan other weddings. Very different. Your wedding is very different from other people's weddings. Designing your own wedding invitations is not the same as divining, de- designing someone <laughs> else's. It's yes. very different. So yeah, you, you love them or, or you don't. Awesome. So how many years ago was that that you got started? Um, so I jumped into freelance. It'd be eight years ago. Um, before that, I was doing some side hustles. So I, I say 11 years I've been doing freelance graphic design. design. For you. Yeah. Cool. So it's kind of crazy. I feel super old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not. So, you know. Yeah. You're still like creating it. new stuff, though. Oh, I absolutely. I feel like when people feel old, then that just kind of means that they're stopping – the creative process oh, oh yeah so oh, you're no. not old. I, no I love I love new stuff <laughs> I'm old. like I'm waiting for so many trends just to hit the midwest and yeah you know like when, when's this gonna we'll come? get into that yeah for mm-hmm. sure yes what would be three things about you that your client wouldn't know three fun facts, three fun facts. um a few of these maybe on my website I probably put these out on Instagram a few times but one is I work out super early in the morning I get up at five o'clock in the morning to work out so that's you know, I've done that since grad school. Um, it's great now because, af- you know, after school, after work, I'm just tired and the kiddos are crazy. So if I don't work out in the morning, it doesn't doesn't happen. Um, so that's that's one thing. I'm kind of crazy like that. Um, another one, I don't talk a lot about this. I have a super strict diet. So I ran into some um, medical stuff over a year ago. So I am gluten-free, I'm dairy-free, and I don't eat refined sugars. So... Okay little nuts I do eat things (laughs) everyone's always like oh my gosh so what do you eat eat? I don't starve I do find food um and now I've been doing it for over a year it's easier it was super hard at the beginning um but it's easier now I know exactly what I can and can't have um and I feel better my friend tells me how um, my skin is like glowing now and I'm like well I don't eat sugar so that's probably so I I'm going in the right direction with this crazy diet awesome um and then I mentioned it before, I love sports. I just love 
sports so much all sports uh, yeah pretty much um you haven't been a sport you don't like yeah really you know what I, I'm not a super big fan of soccer maybe because I just haven't played it been exposed to it um I grew up in a small town we didn't have soccer um so that's still a little foreign to me of what that is my kiddos are playing it I'm just like whatever oh, good job guys get it in the goal that's all I know um I, I love I love football I love volleyball basketball baseball anything yeah all of the things. yep can play them watch them whatever I love yeah. watching them so that's fun and my kids know that about me they know Saturdays in the fall mean that's mom's day yeah football's on tv kids <laughs> you shut shut Disney off football's on so that's they just know that it's all good that's awesome so two things that I would love to hear from you would be two issues that you dealt with and learned from um, I think a lot of times our clients come to us because they trust us and they know that we're experts in our field. But obviously, we are not perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, we mm -hmm. have learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've learned a lot along our journeys in our careers um, to get to where we are. So what would be two things that you feel like have really helped you grow? You know, one one thing that comes at the top of my head first is just there's so many different printing techniques. It's not just like, oh, here's an invitation, and that's all it is. There's many different ways to get different techniques through printing. There's foiling. There's letterpress. There's engraving. There's embossing. Like, what what is all that? Who knows? So you see something, and you have no idea that's a specialty technique to get done. So um, through the years, I've learned that, sometimes the hard way, of, uh, of what it takes to get something that someone's envisioning. Um, and then finding the right person to do it. I don't do any of my printing. I have vendors all over the country, actually, I use for different print techniques. So it's finding the right people who can give me the quality I want, the time I want it in, and that I can just trust them with, here's the, des here's the design, here's the files I, I made, make it fantastic. And I, I found them. I, I love who I work with. I can trust them totally. I'm not going to switch gears in the middle of wedding season and be like, I'm going to try this printer. No, like I got, I know who does good for me. So that, that takes time. That takes a lot of time and mistakes <laughs> to realize who, who can get you exactly what you need. But I, I think I've seen just about everything. You never know. There's probably something else coming. So what would be the, like, does anything stand out as like the worst? Oh, yeah. So I had uh, a couple by two years ago now, um, Caitlin and Kyle. I'll just, uh, I know a lot of my couples by first first names only. And she's a good one, guys. <laughs> and uh, I call I call that whole situation we had a beautiful disaster because the invitations turned out beautiful. The wedding was gorgeous. The whole time getting there was disaster just everything I did for some reason was just screwed up messed up something happened here it didn't ship on time they wanted a process where the ink was raised off the the paper it just you could feel it I didn't never done that before um ironically a couple months before that I was a wedding show and someone came by a local printer who said they can do things like this and I was like oh great well this was meant to be I'm going to reach out to this guy perfect he said he could do it my client wanted this sort of paper wonderful got them all to the print shop I get them back and the raised ink you could not feel there was no texture like they wanted like I thought I was getting that they thought they were getting so I gave them to the client I was just like how do you guys think <laughs> and they were they were disappointed and I had to admit I was too um, so I went back to the printer and they also said they were kind of disappointed. Um, the paper didn't work with this technique. 
So lesson learned. Um, they gave me a discount, which I passed along to my client, of course. Um, again, they were beautiful, but just not exactly what we wanted. Um, so, so we got that done. And then a couple things for wedding day. The, their programs um, were shipped to me. Um, when they got to me, um, my, my printing company didn't package them correctly. So they got shift in the box really hard. And all the side corners were just jammed together. So they said they would reprint them, overnight ship them. They never showed up. I don't know what happened to those. Uh, they said they were delivered, but the bride's mom never called them. I felt out of my control. Um, and I think the couple, I was working with the mom and the, the bride a lot on this one. And at first, I think they were frustrated, as I was. And then they think they realized that I was as well frustrated um, as much as they were. And we just started to laugh at everything that went wrong. It was just, it was comical. I would, I'd have to call them back. Like, hey guys, guess what now? And they were just, they would just start laughing. Cause like, what else? You can't make anything up anymore. I go, I know. I'm just, I can't, I can't make this stuff up. So ironically, one of those things that you're like, oh man, I'm sorry. You just say sorry a hundred times and you give discounts and I'm giving free thank you notes. I'm like, I want to make this couple happy. Like, they're a beautiful couple and their wedding is gorgeous and I, I want to make them as happy as possible um but I was so scared for them to review me afterwards because I'm like all right you guys just go away like really let's just not talk about this anymore just kind of like this is not a highlight in my career um and I also I remember the day I was sitting there I looked on my phone and I got a notification that I got a review from Caitlin did your heart just sink? I just froze I was like oh crap this is not, oh, this is not good. I love my reviews. My reviews are fantastic online. I put a lot of pride into that. And I was like, great, here comes my first no-star review, right? No, five-star review. What she wrote just made me cry. Because she realized I was doing everything possible. And I went over and beyond of someone could have bailed. I wanted to bail several times on this whole project and be like, I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore. Just please go away. Like, But I didn't. I kept with them. I'm going to figure this out. We're going to make this right. We're going to do everything possible. And they they recognized that, which was amazing because some people don't. So yeah, Caitlin and Kyle, I'll never forget them. <laughs> the next thing I would love to talk about would be trends for 2019, 2020 that you see with invitations, fun things in weddings. I think a lot of people, you know, know an invitation is necessary. But then once you get to thinking about the wedding day, you don't really realize how many paper products are actually oh, involved absolutely. during the wedding day. Absolutely. I mean, there's programs during the ceremony. There are escort cards or seating table assignments or whatever else during the reception. There's anything that you would love to do for a favor. There's the essential save the dates. I mean, there are so many products involved. And so... What are some things that you have seen that you would love to do, would love to see in the Midwest? Sure, yeah. You know, it's slowly getting here. I did my first one in February. So I love seating charts. I know they're not always necessary depending on your wedding, um, if you want to seat people or not. Um, but I, I do a lot of seating charts, and I love them because they can get so personalized and be so different. So I just did my first seating chart that was printed on a mirror. Fantastic. So I, I've been watching this trend for a little while and just waiting, waiting patiently for a hit number to come in the Midwest. So um, I decided I was going to just give it a try. 
and be ready for it. I got a few people talking about it this year when I was meeting with my 2019 couples. And, then, you know, I saw this. Can you do it? Yeah, yeah I can do it. I just got to figure out how, right? So I have a, a print shop said they could do it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get one printed. I'm just going to make myself a seating chart and just see how it goes. I'll just take someone's from last year and just recreate it on the mirror. Great. So I'm about ready to do that. And then I thought about this February wedding I had. And I'm like, you know what? I wonder if Kayla would want a mirror seating chart. She's kind of trendy. She's, you know, she's done some, you know, very trendy things with her invitation. So I shot her an email and I said, Kayla, would you want your seating chart to be printed on a mirror? No upgrade. Like, you pay my seating chart price. I just want to try this thing out because I think it's going to be fantastic. And she was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, of course I want that. So got their seating chart printed on a mirror, and I remember it picking it up from my print shop and sitting in my living room, and it's still wrapped in bubble wrap, and you can't really see it, and I'm just sitting there staring at it because it's so gorgeous. And my husband walks in, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just, I'm, this is so pretty. He's like, you are weird. <laughs> like, I just, I loved it so much. So um, she picked it up, and uh, she was working with a designer in town that framed it for her beautifully. Yeah, so it was gorgeous. My uh, my younger brother was actually at the wedding. So he, at the wedding, he texts me and he said, everyone's talking about this seating chart. <laughs> and I, was, I just laugh because I'm like, really? They're talking about the seating chart? But yeah, he's like, people were stopping. Like it was, at a, it was at the Marriott downtown. And he said people were, random people were walking by taking pictures of it. I'm like, well, that's amazing. That's awesome. So I'm so excited that not only that this trend is coming, but I know how to do it. I know where to get it done. Like, and I, I've now done it that I can be like, I, absolutely, I know how to do that. Let's let's do it. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. So doing things like that, I love. I've just kind of been waiting patiently mm-hmm. for things to come. Um, that That's one of them I, I love. What are you seeing as far as invitation-wise? Is anything shifting? Because I know there seems to be a lot of movement from like super traditional to maybe things being a little more custom slash non-traditional. But I also know that depending on the client, like they want traditional, but they want something unique. Absolutely. I see a lot of that. I see, I see a lot of traditional. Um, and I don't know if it's just the style I do and the clients that are finding me knowing that I have done it and that's their style. I do a lot of classic, a lot of traditional But yeah, they want their own thing too. It's just, I don't want it to look like my friends who was also traditional. They want just a little, little bit different. And I met with a couple yesterday, two days ago on, on video chat. And it is, it's a very traditional wedding. She's like, but we have 12 weddings before our wedding in November. And I want my invitations to be different. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I get that. Like, I totally get that. You don't want them all to be like, nah, you get going 12, you get 12 wedding invitations in a year. You want yours You're to not st- going to remember. No. You want yours to stand out just a little bit, right? Yeah. So and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We'll figure out what that is. I'm not for sure what that is for her yet, but we're going to figure out what, what that is, how it can be just a little bit different for them if that's custom designing them a monogram to go on it that we're using throughout the wedding day and that's you know it's like branding your wedding it's putting your your touch on everything that this is your day not just generic couple getting married and walking into like any joe's reception and making it their own no this is emily and tyler's day like you can tell because it screams them it's their style it's they're hosting the party it's it's for them so I I I love doing that with invitations is just that that little something whatever it is to make it 
truly theirs. So I, I love I love that trend. I love that's possible anymore with with invitations. It used to be, you know, you pick them out of a book and that's just what you get. But that's that's definitely not what I do. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so as far as other trends, are you seeing anything as far as colors, font styles, things during the reception? Obviously the mirror, but you know, are there any extra touches that you have seen either nationally or something that you've done that you're like, I, I really want more couples to be doing this? Yeah, so, you know, I've been seeing so much blush and gold and ivories and whites the last maybe three years or so that it's gorgeous. I love it. I'm still doing it, and it's so beautiful. Um, But, again, trend-wise, I've been seeing kind of this darker style come in, this dark, moody style, navies, dark burgundies, purples, even dark greens. I saw this velvet emerald bridesmaid's dress a little bit ago I think I had a bride showed it to me and I was just like that's so pretty that's beautiful that you can bring in these dark colors so um I've done two this year already who are bringing in these dark colors to their wedding no matter what time of year it is you know some people think oh I can't have these dark colors in spring yeah you can you can do whatever you want it's still gorgeous it's beautiful so I love I love that trend um right now that I'm starting to do um and then yeah reception wise I just love different things um last year I created two um instead of guest books guest books are boring like right like yeah do you look at your guest book Kelly from your wedding I don't think we even had a guest see? book see <laughs> I yeah why do you look at signatures of names like you will never and no ever one's use really it. like taking the time to write notes no. like I no. get the concept but I don't even know if I get the concept <laughs> who attended you know there. yeah you should you should know who's there. Like, you don't look back at your guest book and be like, well, let's see if Joe went. Like, yeah. you just. It's, it's a picture of your. It's normally a book of engagement pictures. Yeah. Like, that's what I see. Yep. And I'm like, okay, yep. cool. There it is. Yeah, exactly. That's something you'll have on the shelf for a while, right? Yeah. Yep. Maybe look at. And if, they, if people write notes, that's more fun, right? You're, we're getting there to something. Yes. So I had a couple last year do a bucket list book. So oh, we created cool. this guest book, but um, on each page was an opportunity for the guests to write a bucket list item for the couple to do now that they're married. And then we left a spot next to the bucket list item for a picture. So the couple will then take a picture of them doing whatever said bucket list item, if it's skydiving or whatever it is, there's a picture of them skydiving next to, you know, Uncle Joe said we should do skydiving, so we're doing it, right? I thought that was amazing. It, these are ideas like I can't, I can't think of all these cool ideas. Right. I wish I could, but I, I can't. So they came to me with this idea and like, can you make this? Yeah. Yeah, I can. This is amazing. So the only thing that kind of sad is like I want to follow up with these couples and be right. like, what have you done? What <laughs> what bucket list items have you done? Like what did people and what did people write? What did they write? Were they were they good or was it just kind of meh? So Right. No. Was it everything that you wanted it right. to be? Right. Exactly. Cuz in my head, this is a fantastic idea. Right. If people are like, "Well, no, go go out for brunch." Well, that's not a bucket list. Like don't waste your time on that. Like really give me something like travel to Italy. Spend 2 weeks in Europe up like things like that like that's really fun cool cool um so I know a lot of times with your profession you probably get asked a lot about etiquette Mm -hmm. you know when are we supposed to send out the Mm -hmm. invitations I'm sure is your number one question yep or who how are we supposed to address it Mm -hmm. or 
how are we supposed to create our guest list? Different things like Ugh, that. The guest list. The yes. guest list. It's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. By the right? way. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> so as far as etiquette, what would you say your like top three most asked questions slash tips for couples would sure. be? Sure. So first one, yeah. When, when do we send out our invitations? I always joke, like you've never done this before, hopefully. I, I do it 70 times a year. So always ask me the questions because I know um so invitations go in the mail two months before your wedding at least that's that's what the the time period you're supposed to do it now there's always things that change that um it's it's usually between six to nine weeks is what it is I shoot for that eight week time period of course um six weeks you know you'd be pushing it a little bit but if you did send out save the dates I wouldn't be you know, sweating if they go in the mail six weeks prior. People know know that you're getting married, know the wedding's coming. Um, if you're doing a wedding where there's a lot of people traveling from out of town or destination wedding, that may push it up a little bit more to maybe more three months before your wedding. If people need to make travel plans, things like that, consider that because then two months gets a little tight um, if you have a lot of people flying in. And even with that, make sure you do a save the date so those people know like, oh, okay, next August we'll be you know taking a trip to Nebraska. We got to find some flights and hotel rooms and all that kind of stuff. So that's the first one I get asked a ton. Um, and then wording invitations. Again, that's you never done this before. How are what are what's supposed to be on here? And there's different, so many different ways you can go with it. Super traditional. Um, back in back in the day, it was the the bride's parents. They were hosting this thing. They're they were giving their daughter away to this guy. That's it. So their names were the only parents' names on the invitation. Um, and now I see more grooms' parents on there. It's kind of a a joint gathering and a joint party of both both sides regardless who pays that kind of comes down to it too of who's paying for the wedding traditionally yeah if you're paying for it you should probably be on the invitation I I see I see that kind of going by the wayside too um if, if you are doing a super traditional wedding it's probably something you can consider if you're not then then don't it's it's not that big of deal who's paying for the wedding um and and what parents should be on there and whatnot um and now a lot of people are getting married later in life so parents may not have anything to do with the wedding so it's hosted by the couple and you know they're they're doing the inviting so different ways you can go with that and I always love talking with couples like what is your situation what's going on you know are your parents on here or not okay if they're not we can do this and whose parents and if stepmom's on here because you got those situations and that can get ugly so I just kind of walk them through of what I would do but if you were having parents on your invitations you need to have that conversation with your parents of should you you know we want you on here or we're not having you on the invitation because a b and c just run that by them see how that goes that way they know mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so for a couple who is hosting the wedding themselves no parents on the invitation mm-hmm. how would you have them word that um usually it's um one way is together with our families is how that starts and then the name of the bride and the groom so it's kind of given a nod to the families and nod to the parents that they're going to be there um, and that they're involved and it's everyone's happy about this union it's not because they're not an invitation that mom and dad aren't going to be there so something like that um, or if, if it's a religious ceremony together with God and our families God and our parents that's another great thing to kind of throw throw that in there of like this is a religious ceremony our parents are involved but maybe there's too many parents to list when you have those things going on so 
that's that's fantastic too. Um, or you just start the the couple invite you to the celebration of our marriage and go go into that. So you don't even need a, a title. We just start out with like, all right, Danielle and Jim are inviting you to our wedding, and it's our wedding, and you're invited to it. So yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so tip number three. We're on three. For etiquette, yeah. So, you know, envelope addressing is another thing I get asked a lot about. So um, you can address an envelope a couple different ways. Um, you usually want to put salutations on there, so Mr. and Mrs. Um, I have couples who choose not to do that. They don't want it so formal. Fantastic. Then let's not put Mr. and Mrs. Let's just start with their name and go with there. Um, if you want the spouse name, so traditional, it's you know, Mr. and Mrs. My husband's name is Wiley. Mr. and Mrs. Wiley Osborne. My name's not listed. Um, that's that bugs me. I'm a not, <laughs> I'm a little feminist. Um, I told my husband I lost my last name when I married him, not my first. So when I see that, um, I'm like, mm, okay, that's fine. And yeah, I, I do that all the time for couples. Um, I like putting the spouse's name in there just because it's for both of them. They're both listed. They're both invited. Um, mainly, it comes down to that little and family part. Um, it's so ambiguous. It is. Is it like all my cousins? <laughs> Can I bring everyone family or you? You know you have stepkids and all that kind of thing so um i still see a lot of and family and guests things like that um listing out family members is another thing you can absolutely do if there are 10 kids it gets a little wordy so you know kind of walk through that when that happens um one thing i've been doing a ton of on the rsvp because that's what it comes down to is knowing how many people are coming to your wedding and how do you tell them that one thing kids aren't invited that's a thing I'm running into a lot anymore. We don't want kids at our wedding. We don't want them running around. We want this an adult thing. We want it to be about us. I totally get that. So obviously we're not going to put Anne family on the the envelope, but that can get by people. It, I've seen it get by a lot of people because yes. they just like, oh, yeah, or, yeah, we got invited. We got an invitation. That means all of us, right? Nope, does not mean all eight of you are invited. So um, on the RSVP, I've been doing this little line a lot. It says, we have saved blank seats in your honor. So that clarifies everything. Clarifies a ton. And you write that in. I've actually been printing it on some RSVPs this year. So it's already done for you. You don't have to write anything at all. It says two, it says one, it says four, whatever correlates to whatever guest that is. So they're writing on the RSVP, we're going to come and, oh, two, just two. Oh change of plans, we need a babysitter, we can't go, whatever it is. And don't feel bad for not inviting kids. That's, it's your day. It's your prerogative. Absolutely. As a mom of three, I'm like, I will definitely get a babysitter. Yes. <laughs> for, for a night out to celebrate friends or yes. whatever. It's just, if someone gets offended, they probably didn't want to be there anyway. So don't, don't let that bug you. But it's a great way to really just narrow down like, nope, two people are invited. That's it. We're limited on space. Whatever it is. I totally well, get and it. It takes the pressure off of the couple so much because Absolutely. they're going to be the ones getting the phone call, whether it's from their parents who are getting the phone call from the friend or whatever else. Like there is enough stress with wedding planning then having to call your People cousin in florida say, and tell them that i'm sorry you have to leave your six kids at home that's an exactly. awkward phone call it is it and, is and a lot of people take it personally absolutely so try to get around that awkward phone call and just make it known that nope your kids are invited i'm sorry or your stepkids or whatever or even comes down to you know you have kids that are maybe in college are they invited? Does that count? Are oh, they out of the house? What yeah. is that? So that number just helps them of like, okay, who's actually coming? Who's yeah. actually going? Yes. Awesome. Well, 
I think we are just about out of time, but this has been super fun. Yeah, no, I I love this. I yeah. love I love following you online. Your films are just fantastic. Oh, You've helped so me sweet. with some branding fo- films. Yes, that videos. was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, I look back at that. I'm like, that was a fun day. That was, was just a fun day. It was a super fun day. So yeah, I, I love your work. You're doing fantastic things. Thank and you. we I think we have the same wedding this summer. We have a couple weddings. Do we? Mm-hmm. One in West Point, right? Yeah. And I'm, then we've also got um one in Lincoln, Allison and Jake. Oh yes. Yeah. Yay. Oh, that, super excited about oh, that. Yeah, that'll be a great wedding. Yeah. So oh that's fun. I love when when my paths cross with other yes. people I know because I'm I just agree. like then I know the couple is like taken care of from head to toe i know i know it's so nice when you finally know who the other vendors are yes because if you guys don't know we're all basically on the same team we're all working for you <laughs> right. there might be a sub- come some people who are you know working for themselves and working for fame but we sure, are I'm all not there no we are all here for you right as the couple like we want to make your wedding day the best that it can possibly Absolutely. be and then yeah if like you're looking for vendors i always say like you know I'd love to give suggestions on. Yes. I ask a couple of the time, who are you looking for? What else do you need? Like, you need cake? Okay, go to this person or go to this person. I'll give them two, two three options because, totally. you know, you need options. I, I Always. like options. So, like, here's a couple photographers I love. Here's only one videographer. No, I love a couple videographers. <laughs> There's <laughs> some great couple. ones. There's some great ones. I can't lie. Um, so, yeah, I love to give them options. Always ask your vendors who they like, who they like to work with because if you like, you like me, if you like working with me, you're going to like the people that I like working with too. Yes, that's a great point. Awesome. Okay, so where can listeners find you online? Sure. I am on Instagram all the time, I feel like. I, I love Instagram. So I'm at Dana Osborne underscore design on Instagram. Um, my website is DanaOsborneDesign.com. Those are probably the two, two places you're going to find me the most. I'm on Facebook once in a while, but not <laughs> a ton. Um, I'm always on stories. I try to story. Oh, I'm going to story this. I need to do that. So hopefully, we'll do that. yeah, we need to story this. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love being on there. So jump online, find me, find me there. Awesome. And anything that you have for our listeners? I know you have a couple freebies on your website. Yes. And I'm putting that up again. So I have a guest list template on my, on my blog, on my website. Um, I'm going to post it again here soon. Um, if it's not there already. So you can go online, um, go to my blog, download this template. It's a Microsoft Excel, kind of walks you through like, okay, here's what I need when it comes to envelopes. Here's what you need when it comes to gathering information from your guests. You need their address. You need to know families and all that kind of stuff. You can even add to it when it comes to, you know, did you send them a save the day? Did you send them an invitation? Did they send you a gift? Did you send them a thank you? You can add things to that too. So um, I love giving those things out because that, honestly makes my life easier when I get things back that are super organized ready to go yeah we're all happy we're all happy then yeah and guys guest list templates are essential after you have gotten married as well because your wedding guest list is where all the rest of the lists start for the rest of your life it does whether it's for showers for parties Christmas Christmas cards yeah my wedding guest list my uh my I don't know if it's my guest list, but my Christmas card template, my email or my addresses are still say 2013. So I've been using it <laughs> since 2013, just updating. I just haven't changed the name of the file. Yes. Christmas 2013. Yep. <laughs> so yep. you will keep it forever. Forever. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Dana. Absolutely. It was Thanks a lot of fun. Yeah. And we will chat again soon. Wonderful. All right. Oh. Dana, I just love her so much. I am so thankful that she agreed to be the first guest. And I think that she gave us a ton of valuable information. So hopefully you had a couple 
takeaways from all of that. I would love to hear what you thought her number one tip was. Will you let me know? You can find us on Instagram at Nebraska Wedding Podcast and go ahead and drop a comment under the post with Dana's picture. So to wrap things up, I'll have all of the links of everything that she talked about in the show notes. I'll also have our Instagram link in there as well. If you are interested in finding our podcast, it'll be posted on my company's website, www.laceworkfilms.com. And under the blog tab, you'll be able to find all of the podcasts there. So make sure that you tell a friend, tag them on Instagram, send the link to them. We would love to get the word out about this. Also, if you're listening and you are a vendor and would like to be on the show, drop me an email and let me know. I would love to connect with more people and get more experts on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the show and make sure to tune back in on Tuesday, April 23rd for the second podcast. We will be interviewing Kelly Nuno, a nutritionist about taking care of yourself during wedding planning. So you won't want to miss that one. Talk to you guys later.